It was just a bad situation, and I Uh-oh. ended up getting fired from that radio station because I posted a link on the station oh, no. website, and that was an unapproved link in his oh, mind. No. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. You got to be creative. I mean, you got to think of ways to go outside the box. Like when the Bucks and the Raptors were in the NBA semi Eastern Conference Finals, we decided that we would stop playing Drake music. So we took a break from Drake. And that took off to a point where we got national attention. We were on Good Morning America, we were on TNT. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now, your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith. Media Branding Coach, Kipper McGee. Andy Riggs has worked in the radio industry, well, for over 20 years. He started his radio career while growing up in Indiana. He's a Hoosier, worked in markets like Lafayette, Chattanooga, Gainesville, and Indianapolis, and then he made Milwaukee his home. In fact, Riggs holds the distinction of hosting mornings at two CHR stations in the same market, Milwaukee. First of iHeart, and since 2013 as the co-host of Riggs and Alley's show at Intercom's KISS FM. Since there's only so much you can discuss on the radio, he also has a podcast, Riggs Off the Radio, catchy title, featuring Mental Health Monday episodes where he works to break the stigma around mental health. We link to all this and more in the show notes. Got the email, Grand with On Demand welcomes Riggs on the radio. Hey, Riggs. What up? Hey, hey. So you've been in Milwaukee for a while now, Indy, before that. What was your biggest surprise moving to those larger markets from smaller markets? From smaller markets? Well, you have people around you that can support you now. One of the things that was the the worst about being in a small market was you do everything on your own. I mean, I was a program director in Lafayette, Indiana, Mm -hmm. but I also wore the hat of the night show host and the promotions director. So I would go out to a remote, set everything up on my own, set up the table, set up the Marty. Remember Marty's? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you ever set up a Marty? You got to oh, set up yeah. that giant mast. You got to <laughs> roll the van over the Marty. Oh, yeah. I got to do a test with myself back at the studio. Then after you're all sweaty, you got to go inside <laughs> and change into your station gear, come back out, hand out T-shirts, go back in. Yeah. yeah. And do it all over again. So, yeah. yeah. So having a, a bigger support staff and a, a little bit of a bigger budget is Definitely a big difference in coming to bigger markets from the smaller ones. You've got a really strong team right now, including your co-host, Allie. In your experience, what makes a good radio partnership? You got any tips you'd like to suggest to others to help them reach their peak performance? Uh, find someone that's completely different than you. Because I think you have two people with the same opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, gets, it gets kind of boring. So yeah. find someone that thinks different than you do. Uh, Allie and I are pretty opposite in the way that we are. She's very outspoken, type A, over the top, always talking, always asking questions, always wanting more. I'm more reserved, a little more laid back. Yeah, right. Uh, you no, know, no, I am. <laughs> you put us, you put us both in a room, and she'll walk in and start talking and picking over people, and uh, I just kind of sit to the side and I. I drink, sip my drinks. Uh, we're just we're different people, but I think it works very well for on-air dynamic to have somebody with a different opinion than you because so you if everybody in the, every, everybody in the room agrees, it's a boring conversation. But you yeah. have two people with conflicting uh, views on something; it's much more interesting. Plus, you can pull in people from both sides of the dynamic. If I say I eat my macaroni with a fork, <laughs> she says I eat it with a I eat it with a spoon. Yeah. Now we've got an argument. But if we both I eat mine mm-hmm. with a fork. 
Hey, am I with a fork too? All right, conversation's over. Let's move on. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So now that you've got one of Milwaukee's top morning shows, let's turn the tables. What do you look for in a great coach or a PD? Uh, I like someone that listens to the show, someone that digests it and gives you feedback on a regular basis, but isn't too overbearing. I don't want somebody breathing down my neck. Mm-hmm. hotlining me on every single thing and nitpicking everything. But you don't want somebody that's overly micromanaging. You want somebody that's kind of a nice, healthy balance in the middle of still paying attention and having their hand on the wheel of what's going on with the show, but also a nice, you know, kind of a sit back and let you do what you're doing because they hired you to do a morning show. So why not let you do the morning show? If mm, you want to do the morning show as a program director, why don't you do the morning show? So mm-hmm. having somebody right in the middle, like, uh, you know, a healthy version of coaching and kind of hands-off is a nice approach. Good balance. Mm-hmm. Riggs, what do you find is the biggest misconception of those who think they'd like to be in a bigger market but aren't there yet? Uh, that you're going to have all this money and all these promotional items all the time and all this budget for billboards and TV campaigns and social media campaigns. Well, you do have a little bit more of a budget in a bigger market. Uh, you still have restrictions like you do in smaller markets as well. So people think, you know, you can just, uh, I'm going to make, you know, millions of dollars in a bigger market and we're going to have all sorts of marketing and it's just going to be greater once I'm in a big market. I don't think that's, and maybe if you're in Los Angeles or New York, but I haven't quite made it there yet. Yet. Well, well and not to hear them tell mm-hmm. it. I mean, I think you're in the same canoe as are other industries, I would I'd submit. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Dave? Yep. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, people are spending less and they're wanting to get more for free. How much more can you get on social media? What can we get the most of without paying for? And you got to be creative as well. I mean, you got to think of ways to go outside the box. Like when the Bucks and the Raptors were in the NBA semi-Eastern Conference finals, we decided that we would stop playing Drake music. So we took a break from Drake (laughs) and we made it our thing. And that took off to a point where we got national attention. We were on Good Morning America. We were on TNT. They were talking about us during the game by name. They were saying Riggs Radio on TNT, like during the game. Uh, It's all because of a stupid gimmick of not playing Drake music was one of those Mm -hmm. opportunities where we saw something uh, where there was not a lot of happening around the Bucks raptors game. So... We knew there would be all this media in town about the game, so we gave them something to talk about, a radio station that's banning Drake music, because Drake is, of course, an outspoken uh, fan of the Raptors. Good and he, you know, he's always on the court, running around, running his mouth, so we decided we were going to take a break from Drake, and it turned out to be a pretty successful promotion for mm-hmm. us. So you can right, right. still make noise in a market yeah. without money. Right. So, without naming names, unless you want to, can you tell us about a coworker or a boss or somebody who really, really handled things badly, at least as far as you were concerned? Uh, I can name names. I'm allowed to. <laughs> yeah, you can. You named names. Uh, I worked for a local owner in Gainesville, Florida, a guy named Doug Gillen, and he was, you, you get into a, sm- a market where you think, this is what I want in radio. Everybody thinks, I want to work for small market or for a a local radio station a mom and pop shop where i don't have to deal with the corporate red tape and in theory it sounds awesome and in a lot of ways it was great because you got one owner he signs my paycheck we had a competition come in another top 40 station come in the market and he's able to turn around on a dime and say we're giving away cash every hour thousands of dollars so you can do that on the fly but you also have the other side of on the other side of the coin that guy 
obsesses over the radio station. That's all he has to do. So my, I, was, I was the program director of the radio station. I would be constantly on the phone with him while he was on the show, calling about promotional ideas, calling about how he can get his daughter into things, calling about uh, why aren't we doing certain things. And he had a lot of back problems and took a lot of pills. And it was kind of, it was just a bad situation. And I uh -oh. ended up getting fired from that radio station because I posted a link to my MySpace page on my jock blog on the station oh, no. website and that was an unapproved link in his oh, mind no. and so he Look fired out. me for, for for doing that but i was also sleeping with the morning show uh, host so that uh -oh. was probably a, another nail in my coffin so <laughs> well i can accept yeah well i can accept some responsibility for not you know not, not crapping where you eat yeah then, um, then there was that there was there was that, but there was also a lot of instability in, the, in a local owner. So I would say if anybody going into a small mom-and-pop radio station, uh, do your research before you go in. Talk to people that have worked with that mom-and-pop radio station, people that have worked for that mom-and-pop station. There's a lot of great small mom-and-pop operations that are successful. There's like the Flynn stations in Tennessee. There's yeah. some, I think, in Mobile, Alabama has a couple mom-and-pop operations. Some of them can be great, but some of them can be nightmares, and we all make mistakes, right? Oh, yeah. Or that famous Milwaukee guy, Riggs on the radio. More of him coming up. Hey, you can also listen to other great insights from other guests, like Toronto's Josie Dye from Indy 88, urban programming legend Geo Cook from K104 Dallas, Asian to the Stars, Heather Cohn, and over a hundred others. Check them all out in the previous episodes at brandwithondemand.com. And if there's somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear from you. Just email your suggestions to show at brandwithondemand.com. Coming up, Rig shares things he knows now that he really wishes he knew way back then about mental health. What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is, why will you choose Music Master? Find out at musicmaster.com. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with On Demand. We are with Riggs on the radio, that star from Milwaukee. Turning to serious stuff for a moment, Riggs, there are a lot of jokes about radio people being unique or free to their own, stuff like that. In reality, though, a lot of it boils down to mental health, or more importantly, our industry's lack of understanding it. You've had a lot to say on the topic. In that regard, what's one thing you know now you really wish you knew back then about mental health? Oh, about mental health? Um that it's just as important as your physical health because a lot of people don't realize how much your mental health really can impact your physical health. If you're not having a good day, if you're depressed, you're anxious, that can cause other health problems as well. And my passion for mental health came from, I lost an uncle to suicide in July of 2017, my uncle Rick. And I never really thought about suicide or mental health or anything like that. And that suicide is kind of a word that when you say people like, oh, they get kind of shocked about it, you know, but people don't, when they hear the word cancer or when they hear kidney disease. So I, my, my stance on the whole subject is, you know, mental health and suicide is something that could impact anybody and everybody. And, you know, really until something like that happens to you, you don't think about it. So you start putting things into perspective, you know, start taking care of yourself. You stop burying yourself under all these tasks and everything and mm. overwhelming yourself and learning that you have to take time 
stop and breathe and smell the roses. And like mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller said, if you don't stop and look around, you're going to miss life because right. it goes pretty fast, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I've taken my advocacy. I decided after I lost my uncle and I lost a couple of friends, an industry friend, Joe Rainey, who lost his, his life to suicide as well. Uh, I decided that I was going to make mental health my passion. And, you know, we can joke around on the radio all day and tell jokes about the Kardashians and what's going on in, the, in pop culture, which is great and informative. But why not also talk about something that affects everybody, our own mental health, our brain health? The most important organ in your body is your brain. So I found that having discussions about this on the radio, not all the time, but enough that, you know, it, it impacts some people. So I decided to use my voice to break the stigma around mental health and starting an open conversation about it. And you don't have to be ashamed to not feel okay. I mean, it's okay to not be okay. And it's, uh, there's a great deal in strength. Uh, there's a great deal of, of strength in asking for help, I think. So mm-hmm. take care of your brain. So Riggs, based on your experiences, are there certain warning signs or behavioral things that we can be looking for either in ourselves or others that may indicate it's time to maybe get some help? Absolutely. Uh, if you're going to the far extreme as somebody that's you know, might be possibly suicidal, I mean, you're looking for somebody that's removing themselves from social situations, somebody that's selling off their belongings, somebody that's saying, you know, they're just tired all the time, they're canceling plans at the last minute, they're acting really out of character. Uh, that's somebody you need to have like a blunt conversation with, somebody you need to tell them, hey, you know, you've been acting very strange lately, I've noticed these things about you, you seem to be withdrawing, is everything okay? And just let them talk. And don't be afraid to go and ask them the question if they're saying like, well, I'm just, I'm not okay anymore. I think this world would be better without me. Don't ever be afraid to ask somebody, are you having thoughts of suicide? A lot of people would think that if you're doing that to somebody, you're planting that in their brain. They're planting the idea of suicide in somebody's brain. But in fact, you're not. Somebody that says that is actually a cry for help and they just want to flush it out of their brain, you know, get it out of their system. So sometimes you asking them that question is all they need. And a lot of times it's not what you say to somebody, it's how you listen to people. It's being a good mm-hmm. listener and mm-hmm. empathizing is how you can help somebody in any sort of a mental health situation. It's more about listening um, than it is what to say to them. So a lot of times people just need to talk and get things out there because putting things inside and burying them down, a lot of people do it, especially men. I'm talking to all men. Men are the worst at dealing with their mental health. So pushing it down inside and hoping it's just going to go away, it's just going to get better isn't how we should deal with anything. So talking and getting it all out and especially listening your keys to helping anybody with a mental health situation. Good advice. So if a person knows somebody who's struggling with this or maybe feeling that way themselves, do you have any suggestions on what they could do? Absolutely. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number is 1-800-273-8255. And that's not just for you if you yourself are in crisis. If you have a friend that's in a situation where you feel like they're in crisis, you don't know what to say, you can call that number yourself and tell the person on the other line, hey, I'm here with a friend. And they're really going through some stuff right now, and I'm not sure what to say. I don't want to say the wrong thing. And then you can sit on the phone with that person and talk it all out and have a great real conversation because you don't have to do it on your own. That's what the Suicide Prevention Lifeline is for. There's so many resources out there. There's also a crisis text line you can call. These are nationwide things. These aren't just specific to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or you know any small market. These are numbers that are out there and resources 
that are out there for situations just like this. And in fact, the uh, the government is also working on a three-digit number for that suicide prevention lifeline. The FCC worked with it to get 988 to be the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So it's almost like a 911 for the brain. So instead of remembering that big, long number, when you have a mental health situation, you can just dial a three-digit number and be connected to a mental health professional or a crisis manager that can help you through that situation. Great. And we will link to all of that in the show notes. Thanks, Regs. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Our thanks to the star of Milwaukee Morning Radio, Riggs on the radio, and we especially thank him for bringing up those mental health issues because they are important. You'll find a lot more about Riggs and his radio station at brainwithondemand.com. Special thanks to executive producer Cindy Huber. And coming up next... You have seen the billboards, stickers, and posters of late, all asking the same question, who is Jenny? Well, today, Representative Music Group announced it's not a name, but a reference to Generation Y, more commonly known as Millennials. Modern hit music for the North Coast. I just love the music. More music, more music. We're the new girl in town, Jenny 107.3. We hear from the format's chief architect and programming wizard, Jeff Lynn. Next. That's a rap chipper. Hey, how about bringing back your best? Really, there's ratings and retro. We'll talk about it in One Minute Martinizing. Find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide. And in the end, the profits you take are built upon the Any reuse or redistribution of Brandwith On Demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. Brandwith On Demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brandwith On Demand.